So you got into the talking to Todd NCAA pool last week. Was was that the only pool you were able to get into last week? <clears throat> that is so not funny. I mean, I mean, actually, that's 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 really funny, but also not funny. <laughs> Welcome to Talking to Todd, weekly podcast with Dwayne Johnson and Todd Friends. They can't all be winners. Thanks for joining us. Hey, Todd. Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Apropos of nothing we've talked about so far, but if you happen to know of a licensed uh, gas contractor that could hook up what is a brand new six month old pool heater and, and they would like a trip to the undisclosed location. Just let me know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And what is a brand new six month old pool heater? It's exactly what you think it is. So anyway, if you, if you have anybody in mind, just five, one, five, also CPA. (laughs) Yep. It's not just to the undisclosed location. It's home afterwards, right? I, I mean, it's negotiable. Sure. We, yeah. You, you can't tell anybody. You can't tell anybody where the undisclosed location is. But right. yes. Right. Well, yes. We'll, we'll, we'll work it out. We'll, we'll get you back. We'll get you back somewhere. <laughs> luckily, I mean, I, luckily I think, I'm not bitter. That's the key to this whole thing is just not being bitter. <laughs> I mean, we've established that you're within driving distance of Las Vegas. So we're going to fly you to Vegas. And then blindfold you and take you to the undisclosed location to repair, install, <laughs> assemble, whatever, re- something, some some months old brand new equipment. Yes, right. Yes. Here's some, the weird part. Some, yeah. <laughs> here's here's the really weird part about all of that though. Once you fly in, like you're like, okay, that sounds a little weird though, right? You're gonna fly into an airport, then you're gonna blindfold me. Trust me. When you fly into Las Vegas airport and then you put a blindfold on, nobody bats an eye because you're not you're not exactly the only one that's wearing a blindfold leaving or returning to the Las Vegas airport. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and you've been to Vegas. You know what I'm talking about, Dwayne. <laughs> yeah, I I did that's that doesn't that doesn't even that doesn't even raise any that doesn't even scratch the surface. TSI doesn't even TSI TSA doesn't even bat nope. an eye. They're just like nope. Yeah, so, sir, be. can you remove your hat, the blindfold too? No, you can leave that on. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Huh. Must be Thursday. <laughs> Whoa, wait, 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 sir, stop. Oh, is the blindfold a problem now? No. Do you have a Snickers in that bag? Because if you do, we got to pull you out of line. We got to go talk to you. Full oh, bottle you know of water. What? Full bottle of water's going nowhere. Blindfold, you're fine. Yeah. Whatever. You know, look, look, look where we're at. We're a year into this now, but look at this. We're starting to make travel jokes again. You know what? Things are getting better. And you know what? We have, we have this narrow window to make travel jokes right before you start traveling again extensively for work. Because as soon as, 
once you start traveling a lot for work and we start making those jokes, the cold open, it's going to switch. <laughs> hey, Dwayne, <laughs> how's your bottle of water doing? I don't want to talk about it, dude. It's funny, but I don't want to talk about it. It's t- <laughs> uh, so, by, by the way, let me, let me just, you know, as long as we're doing this, <laughs> as long as we're telling travel stories, right? I, fine. Whatever. Um, we were bored. We were in, uh, we were in Shanghai and we were getting ready to board a 15 hour flight from Shanghai to Chicago. Yep. And I'm thinking I'm going to get myself. They, they had, they had at the gate, they had people selling liter sized bottles of water at the gate. Now you're already past security, right? So they literally came around with a cart selling big bottles of water. And my thought is this is a 15 hour flight. I may want to hydrate. I will buy two bottles of water. One for me, one for Lisa. Multiple people did. Then they call us up and you start boarding and they scan your ticket and you go down the jetway and at the door of the aircraft is another person with a big trash bag saying, you can't take those bottles of water on the plane. (laughs) And they were collecting the bottles of water they were selling at the gate saying that can't come on the plane. My assumption is those trash bags were now being recycled (laughs) to the other, the next people getting on the plane. They only, they only, they only, they only own 20 bottles of water and they just keep reselling them. Anyway, we we can resell that. This one open. Yep. Okay. That one's gone. This one open. Nope. We can resell that. Well, let's, I mean, come on, this was, I mean, this is Shanghai, right? If you get two unopened ones, you fill one up for the other, you put the bottle on and call it good. Anyway, that's fine. Neither that, that, I mean, this was a lot, this was 2009. So I'm sure everything is much better since then. So anyway, we, this isn't, this isn't the travel story one, but as long as we're talking about, yeah, anyway. Ah, all right. Is that so the show? We, Are we done? No. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so we started out with, um, me asking you about the NCAA pool? Yes. Yes. The talking to Todd bracket. Have you looked at the standings since the first weekend? Um, I looked after the second, all the second round games finished. Yes. But I, uh, here's what I remember. I'm not first, but I know who's last. <laughs> <laughs> By a bunch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're, you're, you, you've, you've got that. You've got the seller. You own it. Like, you... <laughs> yeah. Well, and so here's, here's the thing. We've got the pool, which Katie Caggiano is far and away. She is four points ahead of Mark Jansen, one of my refing buddies. And you're in third place at 36. Yes. Now, with each subsequent round, the points get better with every game that you get right. You know what you sound like right now? I mean, seriously, you sound like a 70s game show host. With each with each round, the points double and your chances to win the big prize go up. Let's see what's on the big board today. <laughs> Don Pardo, tell him what he's won. <laughs> oh, so uh, followed by... I'll take Jamie Farr to block. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I don't... <laughs> but you in third place... Have yes. picked Gonzaga, yes. Who is still in, which increases my chances. <laughs> it does, 
And also, if you look at the next column of maximum points available. I'm doing very well there. You are in first place in terms of maximum points available. So at this point, if I don't mess it up, and by mess it up, there's nothing I can do to change it. I, I, I still have a shot at winning this, is what you're telling me. That's what I'm telling you. And, and I have, I picked Illinois. As did like half of our bracket, right? Or half Two, of our, half of our four, group? Uh, four of the 10 picked okay. Illinois. All right. One picked Iowa. Oof. Okay. One picked Kansas. Oof. Okay. <laughs> and four of us picked Illinois. Uh, so I, I don't have the lowest max points available. So there is a possibility that I could not finish last. You know what? I believe in you. I think you can pull this out. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you what that means. (laughs) You take that however you want. The other thing that's going on here is Mark Jansen and Alan Drees, who are my refing partners, are both in this pool. And we have a side bet. Whoever finishes lowest among the three of us has to buy the other two dinner when we can finally go out to dinner again once we all get vaccinated and things open back up. The stakes are high. And I know that they won't just be ordering steak. What, whatever the most expensive thing on the menu is, I'm pretty sure that that's what they're going to be ordering. Okay, so wait. The, the loser has to buy... You said the loser has to buy dinner, right? For the other two. For the other two. And I'm sorry, did you say where? Or is that part of the bet? Um, maybe it's my choice. We may be going to Dairy Queen. Can I make a suggestion? Yes. Arby's. <laughs> Are they a sponsor? They were the sponsor of the pre-show. <laughs> And if anybody Sarah, has any questions, Sarah if anybody, Judson. yeah, if, yeah, if if anybody has a question about that, just reach out to Sarah, and she can she can share the details of that. <laughs> Toddler negative eighteen can fill you in on why Arby's is the sponsor of the pre-show because there's a story that we can't tell on the air. <laughs> Seriously, now we're doing jokes for individual listeners. This is this is handcrafted. Well, jokes in a you know quotes handcrafted relative quote, term. comedy, right? Just for like, look, we're just it's one person. <laughs> But they're gonna like it. We we did that last week. We did yeah. that the week before. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, update. We'll we'll see how this coming weekend goes. Um, yeah. <laughs> By the way, just just in case anybody's, is it too late to get into the brackets? <laughs> If you've got a if you've got a better bracket than me, yes, sorry, it's too late. If you have a worse bracket than me that would like to, you know, enter and make me feel better, you're more than welcome to join in. So, you know, no, yeah, probably too late to join in. Okay. I was just checking. I, you know, just want to make sure how that's because we seem to be behind. We we're behind on all of these, right? Is it too late to do the America's Cup bracket? Is it too late? I was just making sure for where we're at. So okay, um, yeah, we're not doing a special Sweet Sixteen bracket or anything. No, we're 
even though we're we're recording on Wednesday night this week, and so would have a little extra time for me to get the podcast out. We may be plus Friday this week. Ooh, ooh. And here's the here's the great thing about you being the editor. If it comes out before Friday, that comment stays in. If it comes out after Friday, that comment never happened as far as anybody's concerned. Unless one of us screws up and does a callback to it later in the show, forcing me to leave it in. That's not a screw up. That's not a screw up. That's one of the things I bring to this. Find find the most obscure, ridiculous thing at the beginning of the show that Dwayne wants to cut and just drop in a reference later to make sure that he can't cut it out. You're the editor. You make your choices. <laughs> cut all of it. Leave all of it. There you go. <laughs> Okay, let's see. Where were we? Additional <sighs> toddler number one. Feedback from toddler number one on last week's show. Yes. Did you say that was shorter? Because it didn't feel shorter. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <clears throat> my thought is. Oh, so that that felt really long to you too. Okay, good. Well, we, we that may not be what we intended, but we felt that. So, um <laughs> that's good. At least at least we know where our audience is. We've said this for a year now. They can't all be winners. And when you throw a clunker every now and then, it just makes you appreciate when we do a really good show. I can't remember whether I was watching something or reading something, or maybe you told me this about uh, a guy that did a a radio show at three o'clock every day. And when he started, he was really, really worried about being a perfectionist and every word in the right spot, you know, and pouring over it and pouring over it. And you get to three o'clock and you do the show and you get to four o'clock and you know what you got? You got 20, you got 23 hours till your next show. That's right. And you can't worry about it. And you just got to keep right on moving, <laughs> which also made him not worry quite so much about the 23 hours and you do the absolute best show you can do, you know, and sometimes they're great and sometimes they're not, but, either but the way, tread- there's another show coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. The treadmill keeps running. We are we are going live at 3 p.m. one way or the other. So anyway, yeah, last week, whatever. It, it, it is what it is. But um, at one point, she compared it to the Zack Snyder cut of Justice League and wasn't sure which was going to end first. Okay, look, we, we I mean, we recorded an hour and a half and you cut 50% of it and it was only 48 minutes. That Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League is f- like four hours long. And two it, minutes. Don't forget two the two minutes. minutes. Okay, I was like, at four hours long and two minutes. And you're telling me that she would, that, that Amy is saying, I may rather watch four hours and two minutes. Oh, you know what? The, they're also going to, they're, they're also going to release a version of it in black and white for reasons I'm not even clear on. Yeah, they're they're yes, it's the Zack Snyder cut in black and white. I, whatever, this is nuts. So so you can watch you can watch all of that or forty eight minutes of us. You know what? That's fine. That's oh, you know what you could do is you could release the Zack Snyder cut of last week's show, which is put all that crap back in. Just put it all back in. 
You thought 48 minutes seemed long. Where did you go out of this? (laughs) (laughs) Grab your rattles, toddlers. Here we go. Oh, nobody needs that. Really, really nobody. Nobody. Uh, that was, and that was pretty much it for, for feedback from toddler number one, Greg found, uh, toddler number 17, Greg, Greg, hi, we were talking about all these different streaming channels. Yep. Yep. He has a Samsung TV that is connected to the internet and he has all of these Samsung special channels. Ooh including the Baywatch channel. (laughs) All Baywatch all the time. As well as the Bob Ross channel. All Bob Ross, all happy little trees all the time. (laughs) I'm thinking what would be much more interesting is if you combine those and alternated the episodes. One hour of Baywatch, 30 minutes of Bob Ross. One hour of Baywatch, 30 minutes of Bob Ross. It, it, it sort of brings you up with all the excitement and then and then brings it back down. We're just going to be, we're going to be painting some trees here. And then back to Baywatch. They're running. They're running. Oh, they're painting trees. Yeah. <laughs> so in the, somebody's listening to this podcast. Um, yes. <clears throat> So this weekend I go into my smart TV and I'm trying to add, uh, I have a Roku TV and I'm trying to add, uh, what am I trying to add into it? HBO max into the Roku TV app. And so I go into suggested applications. Do you know? And, and I, I was adding two things. I was adding HBO max and paramount plus were the two that I needed to add to the Roku because the Apple TV just is not working well. Do you know what app in the suggested apps my Roku TV suggested that I install before those two? I'm going to guess Tubi. Tubi. Yep. <laughs> what? What? Are you concerned? <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. And I was like, I, two days ago, I'd never heard of this. And now my smart TV is like, you're going to want some of this. <laughs> Oh, anyway, so apparently, apparently our, my Roku TV is listening to the podcast. <laughs> we got to count those listens. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. Right. Right. You know, uh, we're, we're big in the Roku TV, uh, demographic feedback from Sarah. The urban dictionary defines a mushing as when you get drunk and your words are all slurred and you can't understand them and they're all mushed together. That's, that's mushing. So then fantasy mushing. Ooh, that could go one of two ways, right? Either. Yeah. Although that would kind of be like if you were drunk and slurring your words and then reading Sarah's book. Is that, that would be fantasy Mushing. Yeah. Yes, Fantasy. It was a dragon came through in it. No, it's anyway. <laughs> um, and because I went to Urban Dictionary to look this up, thanks to again, toddler 18, negative 18, Sarah Judson Brown, 
the your corporate IT department now has some questions about <laughs> about some suspicious activity. <laughs> they they do. Let's see. How about you? Do you have any uh, feedback or follow up? Uh, no feedback. Just a little bit of follow up. Um, one or two episodes ago, we discussed how a former first round draft pick of the Ravens was traded to the Miami Dolphins with a seventh round pick for a seventh round pick. They literally just like literally swapped picks and said, here, take this guy. Yeah. Yeah. He was released this week by the Miami Dolphins. Who takes the cap hit for that? I, I don't, I, I, I can't. I, that's a good question. Um, I, my thought is, is you're literally, you're the Dolphins and you're going, look, how bad could this guy possibly be? You know what? All Come it's going to find co- out. All it's going to cost us is, you know what? We're just all we're going to do is swap seventh round draft picks. It's not going to cost us that much. How bad could this possibly? Oh, that bad! Please oh. leave, leave. Holy cow, leave. Um. <laughs> and the funny thing is, the it's funny to us. Not not to this guy. He hasn't been in the league a year yet. The draft happened in May. So he managed to completely piss off one team throughout the season. He's getting he is getting better at something else. They held on to him for an entire season. The second team had him for one week. And went, oh, I see, I see why, I see why you offered him to us. Thank you very much. There's the door. (laughs) So, yeah. Anyway, so there's some follow up in case anybody was wondering what happened. They, they, they got, they got everything they needed out of that pick. After last week's follow up, one more, sorry, one more, one more quick thing here. After last week's feedback from the educated idiots, uh, we're, I I think we're going to issue a podcast challenge. To the educated, ooh, ooh, ooh it's serious. we're throwing, yeah, we're throwing it serious now, right? Um, no, just, I'm just, I'm just envisioning you when you're a jet, you're a jet. <laughs> Sorry, I know I was instructed no singing. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> because I'm bad. I'm bad. You know what people are uh, missing on this audio podcast is you and I are both doing the choreography for the respective songs. Which is as bad and horrendous as you would think. <laughs> I mean, the I mean, it's at, it's it, we're doing the right ones, but it's bad anyway. Sorry, please continue. I think I don't know. Maybe not. Let's see where this. Maybe goes. not. Let's see whether or not this even stays in the. Uh, let's try this segment. See if it goes any better. The uh, podcast challenge to the educated idiots to either come on our show or or alternatively we go on theirs though. Our podcast tends to run for about an hour, and theirs is only about half of that typically. Um, anyway, to 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 uh, make an appearance on talking to Todd, do a a crossover episode, and and explain to us why exactly DJ to go is the five star DJ for the Cedar Valley region because we aren't convinced whether this is a thing or not. Um, but I, I'm sure you know, a, a live explanation of that would be appreciated or something. 
Now, if we were doing if we were doing a true crossover event, sort of Station Nineteen Grey's Anatomy style, what we would do is <clears throat> that's those those are the two shows that you pick. Of all of the crossover shows in history, you pick Station 19 and Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> okay, sure, sure. Yeah, that seems about right. Here's the Station reason 19. why. Here's the reason why. I'm responsible for making sure that stuff is recorded into the cloud DVR. And every time there's a crossover event, if the other show isn't marked for recording, then you miss the the episode, and then it is. Todd, where, where where's where's Station Nineteen this week? I'm like, I, I, you don't watch that. Well, there was a crossover event. So yes, I I know about those. Yes, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what what we should do, the way we, the way that you really sell this is, we go on each other's show, right, and on one of them. We tell all the jokes with none of the punchlines. And then it's another the, show. That's this show. Right. It's all the jokes. The show. With, yeah. It's all the, it's every the show week. That's every the week. show. Right. It's, right. it's none of the punchlines. Right. Yeah. So it's all the jokes, quote unquote jokes with none of the punchlines. Then we go to their show and then it's nothing but punchlines. And the cool thing is, is we don't even have to do them in order. It's kind of like a choose your own adventure thing where we just, we just throw out the punchlines and the end of stories. And then you can connect them to whatever one you think is the funniest ending to that story. The aristocrats. <laughs> That's what the lizard said. <clears throat> anyway. So I said to the man, I said, look, <laughs> All right, we'll we'll work on that, and we'll, we'll work we'll, on that. The, the yeah, trick, yeah. though, is for that to work. There's a lot of cross promotion involved. Like, like you got to build it up over weeks and weeks so that everybody can download the podcast and and you know because you want to record it because otherwise you miss out on the good stuff. So, I think that's. I think that. I think that maybe ought to cover it. Um, main topics. What do we know? Oh, let's see. Oh, there's a lot of sports in here. Wow. Okay. Um. I will point out, and this this can be edited. Uh, last week we discussed we should probably get f- the opening feedback and follow up down under fifteen minutes, and we're now at thirty six. <laughs> we had a lot of other stuff that was there. Oh my God. There were sidebars. Yeah, there were rabbit holes. There was, I mean, there was a there was a lot of stuff. There, there were there were planes launched off of planes launched off of planes that had to land in order. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Let's see. Um, he, here's a here's a very quick, just a very quick Todd's Tech Corner. Okay. <clears throat> um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, T-Mobile sent out a small press release uh, letting everybody know, if you're a T-Mobile customer, that starting at the near the end of April, um, they're going to start selling your browsing history, your data, and information that they collect off of your phone, like what other applications you use, what applications you use, where you go, all of that. They're going to start selling that to advertisers um, unless you go in and opt out because um, they can. And um, they think this is really going to improve their service. And most customers are going to want all of their data sold uh, to T-Mobile's customers. So just a quick heads up, if you want to, you know, if you, if you want to opt out, um, there you go. Now, Two things. One, most people might go, 
that that didn't get a lot of like I didn't hear about that. Yes, that that was that was by design. <laughs> they just quiet press release. Friday news dump. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, hey, by the way, small change in our privacy policy. Um, you have none. Um, <laughs> it's much easier to read now. You click privacy policy. What's privacy? Thanks. Number two is. Um, I, I don't know who else is listening. Do, do you want to do you want to take a guess as to what my cell phone carrier of choice is? Does it does it start with T and end with mobile? <laughs> ding ding ding. Um, yes, yes. So this this might be a very uh, a very narrow Todd's tech corner at this point, <laughs> because you're no longer searching for anything on your phone or pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. just just as a just as by the way, this is just a public service from Todd's Tech Corner. If you have T-Mobile and you have a family plan, um and you have I don't know, let's say four or five lines, if you want to opt out, they've made it very convenient. You can't opt out the account. The opt out is line by line. <laughs> So you have to go into every line that you have on your account and the opt out isn't a single, uh, it's not a single opt out. You have to opt out of multiple things and then, and then go back out and then go into the next line and then opt that line out. Um, because you know, realistically, look, I may not want them selling all of my data, but you know, Hey, Lindsay, Lindsay wants to be mentioned more in this. Lindsay may be like, Hey, cool. Let them, let them sell my data. So, um, you know, anyway, so if you're going to opt out, um, set aside some time on your calendar, it's not easy to find. Um, they won't, they, they don't make it super clear of how to do it. And, um, it's buried under multiple menus and you have to go line by line and do it. Other than that though, they think this is a great opportunity for their customers that they're, they're really excited about for them to earn more revenue. So anyway, um, there's a, there's a Todd text corner, Todd's tech corner, whatever we call this. Yeah. I had a, I guess it was a text exchange with Verizon over the last week to try oh, to figure oh, that's, that's, that's nobody, nobody, nobody has communication with their cell carrier for if, if, if you ever find yourself having a communication with your cell phone carrier, you're having a bad day and it's about to get significantly worse. So please go ahead. <laughs> so I was, I was driving and I had about 20 minutes. And so we've been talking for quite a while actually about whether or not I should upgrade my iPhone eight to anything. something current. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes. <laughs> Right. Yes. And, and Amy's iPhone eight plus. And so I reached out to Verizon and talked to somebody while I was driving, but because I was driving, I couldn't take notes or anything, but we're having this discussion. I'm, it's a, and so he then texted me the results of the investigation that we did. I can at this point, And again, it's, we've talked about this a little bit before there they're going to give me way more money than my iPhone eight is worth to get me into another phone so that I pay them more. Right. But right now I can get the 
I can get an iPhone 12 for like 10 bucks a month. That, to be honest, it's for 144 months, but that's a hell of a deal at the monthly rate. <laughs> we're, we're, we're running your phone financing through Rocket Mortgage. We've got some really good 30-year rates on phones right now. <laughs> For just ten bucks a month, you're good. No, don't worry about it. No, actually, twenty four months, ten bucks a month, two hundred and forty dollars for the iPhone twelve. And if Amy got a twelve, the screen real estate on her eight plus is five and a half inches diagonally. Yes, and the screen real estate on the twelve regular, yes, is six point one. Yes. And it's a smaller form. It's a smaller phone by like a half an inch. The phone is smaller and the screen is bigger by 0.6 inches. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. She's like, really? Like, yep. That's how that's going to work. Really? Yep. For, for 10 bucks a month. Really? Okay. Well, let's think about it. It's now been four days and we haven't done anything about it, but we've been busy. We've been, you know, watching RuPaul. So anyway, sorry. I don't know whether any of that is staying in, but we were talking about cell phones and in tech corner. And I thought I actually thought 10 bucks a month and I can actually go to the unlimited plan for Lucas and Amy and I for an extra 10 bucks a month. And I think 5G, whatever. Um, 5G is only available on the higher level plans and you can get it with the 12. Ah, uh, yes. If you're I standing can. on the right corner in the six cities that they've turned it on. Right. Yeah. I, I, here in the middle of Iowa, I don't know that we have or have any plans in the near future to have a 5G tower, let alone towers constituting a network. Oh, no, we got the one by the Verizon store. Right, show you yes. how fast it is. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Before you walk 30 feet away and it goes back to 4G. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, yes. Okay, so I wonder if Verizon's selling my data. Um, Verizon and AT&T sell some of your data. T-Mobile wasn't, but they basically looked at what Verizon and AT&T were doing and said, hold my beer because I'm going all in. So uh, Verizon and AT&T sell what they say is anonymized data, which is ridiculous because if you look at any bit of data, it, it takes almost nothing to figure out. Like it, it takes almost nothing to de-anonymize de- the data. Supposedly, they aren't doing anything to the level that T-Mobile is saying that they're going to do now. So you should be able to opt out of some of the Verizon and AT&T stuff if you want to as well. But I think I probably have. Which one of these do we want to do before well, we, what well, do you here's, think? Well, let me, let me just, this one is, this one is tech related and sports related. So it's okay. going to move us from Todd's tech corner and just slide us right into sports. Okay. Do we need to sound like a, a, a warning bell or something for someone? Well, I think as soon as I said sports, I think that pretty well covered that. Um, okay. <laughs> international. Uh, soccer or football giant uh, Manchester United 
has, as you, as you know, in, in the rest of the world, uh, all, all the football teams have have sponsors on the front of the jersey, right? Like the sponsor has the biggest logo and the club usually has the smallest logo, right? Yeah. Yes. Because Chelsea's sponsored by the number three. <laughs> yes. And and some weeks by the letters A and Q. I, I don't know. I didn't. I didn't know the th- I didn't know the letter three had that much or the, the letter. I didn't know that the number three had that much money. <laughs> no, actually, they're sponsored by the letters D and Q. <laughs> That's where the joke is. I, was, I, I screwed it up to begin with, but I eventually I found the funny <laughs> sponsored by the letters D and Q. There you go. Sorry. So. God. So. Man, Man United which is one of the largest clubs in the world. One of the most uh, valuable sports franchises in the world. Um, Since 2014, they're the sponsor on the front of their shirt. Dwayne, of course is Emirates. Okay. Yeah, that's why you were close. Chevrolet. (laughs) It's a transportation company. Yeah. It's basically the same thing. Do I get half a point? You know what? I feel like you need it. So sure. It still doesn't drag me out of the last place in the NCAA bracket. I was going to say at this point, I could give you four. I could say it's worth four more wins in the bracket and you're still in last place, but that's okay. You know, you'll, you'll get them back when you get to the final. Oh, wait, you won't. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So as we established, sorry. So yes, man, you, yeah, yes. Transportation. So, so Chevrolet, Um, Chevrolet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. yes, That's where we were. He's the official shirt sponsor since 2014 of Manchester United. Do you want to take a guess as to how much per year they pay to be on the front of the shirt of one of the largest football clubs in the world? And if you can give it to me in pounds, that would be great because I haven't done the conversion. Is it in the millions of pounds per oh. year? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Okay. Is it more than the millions of pounds per year? I, what I will tell you is y- you are you are in the eight-digit range. Okay. It's not a... It's Okay. So it's, it's hundreds of millions, but not yet a billion? Tens of billions, tens of millions, tens of millions of dollars. $65 million a year? Pounds. 65 million pounds a year. Oh, you were close. 64 million pounds a year. Are we playing prices right rules? Yeah, we are. So you went over. Sorry. (laughs) We should have gone a pound. (laughs) Yeah. Um. And right now, uh, given the pound that equals that's, uh, that's 87, almost $88 million a year. They pay to put the, uh, the Chevy bow tie on the front of the, of the shirt, but that deal is coming to a close. So they had to go out and find, find somebody else. And this is how we tied into Todd's tech corner. They found a global technology company to take the place of to to use the synergy of their branding as a global technology leader and Manchester United and bring these two great brands together 
Do you want to take a guess as to what global technology leader will now be the shirt sponsor for Man United moving forward? And by the way, you will never guess them. Can I, can I, let's, let's try Blackberry. Uh, no, but good guess. Um, I don't think, I don't think Blackberry, I don't know. Nokia. Oh, that'd have been even better. Yeah. Actually, the two of them combined together. Uh, nope, but but you're you're not you're you're doing. Pretty am I well. am I on the right path? Yeah, mm, sort of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give you one more guess. Although you might want to pick somebody who's actually in business, but that's fine. <laughs> I IBM. It's questionable whether they're in business either. But um, no, the, um, good guess. Actually, Nokia is still is back yes. in business, and so is BlackBerry. Yes, and, and so Nokia, is BlackBerry. I mean, Nokia yes. got bought, and then. Yeah. And then, and, and then, then Microsoft back, wrote then, off yeah. the entire, they wrote it off. They wrote off $8 billion or whatever. And then Nokia came back and said, we're making phones again. That's a, that's a heck of a deal. No, the, the global tech giant team viewer is now the, uh, shirt sponsor. <laughs> is that T E E N teen viewer? Oh, no, 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 no. That's something else. No team <laughs> team T E A M. <laughs> Because I'm not Googling that. Oh, no, 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 no. Holy crap. Wow. No, nope. <laughs> Whoa. The BBC is going to have a problem with this. <laughs> Boy, is enunciation key in this. <laughs> we're going to give you a pronunciation guide to go along with the shirt. And we're going to need you to be very, very clear about how you say this. Teamviewer.com. Whoa, no, 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 no. Oh, oh that's Lord. corporate IT online too. It's weird. <laughs> Aren't mm. you corporate IT? Hmm? What? Who? What? <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. T- team, team, team viewer. viewer. What exactly does team view do? Well, See, this is obviously why they now have decided to spend 47 million pounds a year <laughs> because nobody knows who they are. <laughs> so, so look, we're talking about them here, right? Like there, boom, there's, there's some money right off the top that they're just getting for this. Um, they are a German company that does remote desktop software. So, um, a, a company. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, really? Uh-huh. Yeah. And apparently they have 47 million pounds a year to spend on advertising to put on the front of Manchester United shirt for an entire worldwide audience to go. They two things. One, who are they? And two, spell that correctly when you look it up. What is it that you say you do here? (laughs) Followed by. I don't want to. I don't want to buy anything sold or made. I don't want to make anything bought or sold. I just basically want to hang with your daughter for a while. <laughs> that's getting. I understand that's a movie reference, but that's getting really close to the other one. So let's be careful here. <laughs> okay. Yes. Fair. That's fair. Fair yeah. point. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so. So anyway, um, there you go. There. There is. There is sports and technology coming together. Um, I also will point out that. Um, <laughs> I will, I will also point out <laughs> that, um, 
that Man United's losing 17 million pounds a year on this deal um, after the after the Chevrolet money goes away because TeamViewer is paying them a lot less. So um, apparently being on the front of the shirt isn't worth as much anymore. So anyway, by the way, we talked about the NCAA pools. Um, did, did you see the NCAA made a few little, I don't know, missteps this week when it came to the basketball tournaments? I think the word disparity was thrown around a lot. Is that what you might be referring to? Well, I, I think the, the when the, when the picture went up of the state of the art weight rooms that were made uh, for the men's basketball teams, because they're all in a bubble and they're not allowed to go anywhere. But if you want to work out, we've given you state of the art equipment and everything else. And for the women who are also in a bubble and who are also not allowed to go anywhere, they were given, as one of the players or coaches mentioned, quote, a yoga mat and 12 dumbbells and call it good. But what was better about that, right? Like, like at that point, like they're like the NCAA isn't even trying, right? They, they, they're not even trying, right? Because what did you hear what their original excuse was? Because there were uh, multiple. So you're trying to figure out which one was the original. Yeah, one. which one which one was the original one? But yeah, yeah, go ahead. I was I was so, stuck on go ahead. So the, yes. So the first one, this was great, was this is all housed in the San Antonio Convention Center, right? Yeah. Where all this is. And the NCAA said, Well, we were gonna set up a really nice uh, we were gonna set up a really nice weight room for them, um, but we didn't know if there would be room in a convention center. <laughs> I've been in that building uh-huh. multiple yep. times. Yep. It goes on forever. I mean, it's 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 not it's no New Orleans, but it's really big. And I'm guessing right now it's probably not heavily booked for other conventions. It's well, it is Texas, but it is really empty. Yes, yeah. yeah. So so they put this in a convention center. And put in a yoga mat and 12 dumbbells and then said, we didn't think that there was going to be enough room. That was bad. But leave it to the NCAA to go. You think that was bad. Hold on. I can make it so much worse. Because then did you hear what the president of the NCAA then said to try to clean up that mess? He thought that, did, I don't know. Did you hear his statement? No. Oh God. He thought this was going to help. This is this is the beautiful part about this. When asked, Mark Emmert, 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 anyway, whatever. Mark. When asked, he defended, and I'm I'm doing this from memory right now, but he defended them and saying they never intended for that space to be a weight room. They weren't intending on giving the women a weight room. It was supposed to be a fitness area. So it really wasn't a problem because it was never intended to be what the men had. This guy's president not of the help. NCAA. <laughs> not, 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 not helping. Not, not stop. Mark, stop digging. Stop. Just. I'm just imagining him on a Zoom meeting saying this and a lawyer launching himself across the desk, tackling the computer and the ethernet cable and like ripping it out as he goes, well, we never intended it for it to be the same thing that the men had boom, gone <laughs> technical difficulties. But 
then it gets even worse for the NCAA. Again, at this point, they're not even trying, right? Like they, they're not even going for parody. Like, look, they, it's all about the money. They just can't say that because if they say it's all about the money, then they got to start paying the athletes and they don't want to do that. Nope. Can I, let me ask you this. And this is, I'm not intent. This is a trap question, but anytime on this podcast, I say, let me ask you this. It's a trap and you're walking into a trap, but, but this isn't exactly a trap. What does the, yeah. What does the phrase March madness cover? It covers the men's tournament only. It depends. If you look at the trademark application, that the NCAA has filed as owners of it, it covers the men's and the women's tournament. So as far they are allowed, they trademarked both. However, it came out this week that the NCAA does not allow the women's basketball committee to use March Madness. Do you know instead what is put on for all of the women's tournament games, do you know what is on the floor of each of those? On the men's, there's the March Madness logo. Do you know what it says on the floor of every women's, uh, at the site of every women's tournament game? I, sh- I should know this because I've watched parts of a bunch of them this week, but I-, I don't know that it jumped out at me. It didn't jump out because literally it says women's basketball. In As black, if- in black block letters, they have gone generic. They, they, not only can they, not only are the women not allowed to use March Madness, they didn't come up with another slogan or logo or anything else. They literally just said women's ba- women basketball. That's it. There you go, basketball with women. Okay, so now I'm googling. Yeah, no, it doesn't say anything about. It. Of course not. No. Nice, nice work. Do you know, here's a trivia question for you. Do you know when the term March Madness was originally used and by who? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to even come up with something here and I, I got, I got nothing. The term March Madness was first used in reference to basketball by an Illinois high school official, Henry V. Porter in 1939. And my understanding is that there is some kind of arrangement between the NCAA and Illinois to be able to, uh, the state of Illinois can continue to use March Madness for their state basketball tournament because they did it first. Yeah. I was just going to say, if there's an agreement between the NCAA and Illinois, Illinois needs to renegotiate that that agreement. March Madness wouldn't become associated with the NCAA tournament until Brent Musburger used it during coverage in 1982. Seems about right. And then, and then, and then somebody had to write a check to a family of a referee in Illinois. <laughs> what are you, uh, what are you watching this week? <laughs> um, we watched, well, we watched the first episode of Falcon. You watch that? Yes, we did. Yep. Do we do quick hitters on these thumbs up, thumbs down? Um, we're going to Siskel and Ebert these things. 
oh, we can't do that. We can't afford, we can't, no, no. You, no, you, we, yeah, we, no, yeah, yeah, well, yeah okay. It, it's bad um, enough to say thumbs up, thumbs down. We're going to get sued for that. But then you literally said, are we going to rip off Siskel and Ebert? Like, th- that's just, that's just, we, th- they're going to get all the DJ money. Um, So we got to be careful about that. You know, it's, it's, it's fine. It was, you know, it's, it's, I will say, uh, I mean, they opened, they opened with a Marvel, with a Marvel thing. And then the rest of it was, oh, I think what we have to get used to with a number of these shows is they're going to slow play this stuff because they have, this one has six hours or so to tell the story. So it's fine to slow play some, although I'm pretty sure, I mean, actually this is true. Falcon and the, the Falcon and the winter soldier, the entire first series, first season. I don't know if there's going to be more that is shorter than the last two Avengers movie put together. <laughs> anyway, um, it was good. I'll keep watching it. Yes. It's, it's almost as long as Zack Snyder. Um, a and B, I don't know why I want to keep calling it the Falcon and the winter snowman. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I keep, um, that's a, that's a deep cut to, uh, to an eighties movie. Yeah, it is. Isn't it? Yes. Uh-huh. I have done the same thing, however. And what's odd is <laughs> what's odd is I haven't even watched that movie and I'm still, no. uh, yeah, this little too close. Yeah. yeah. And very, very different than WandaVision, which I liked again, really liked WandaVision, but you're right. They're slow playing it. It's three movies long, you know? Yes. Yep. So we'll see where we go. So what, what do you got? What else you got this week? Let's see. So we watch Falcon, uh, still, still way into the English train videos on YouTube. We're just, we're seeing all of the least used stations in every County, um, in England, I was go. I was going to ask you if you have seen this, and then I, there's part of me thinking, do I only know about this because you told me about it? Um, uh, speaking of Wandavision, there is a behind the scenes, the making of Wandavision um, featurette on Disney Plus. Did you tell me about that? Uh, I, yeah, I, I I may have. I don't know that we talked about it on the podcast, but I think we may have talked about it. So we yes. we watched that. Oh, it, it's you know. great. Yep, really enjoyed that. Especially all of the special effects that they used. And like for the Bewitched one, they used the special effects they would have used on Bewitched. It was great. Yeah, including putting like plates on strings yes. hanging from the ceiling. Because yes. that's what they did. Be- and the guy who did the special effects started out apprenticing. Did you catch, did you catch this part? Yeah. Started, started out yep. apprenticing underneath the guy who actually did that special effects work on bewitched. So he was really excited. I, I, if you liked WandaVision, you definitely have to go catch this thing. So that, that's good to watch. And then, uh, another show that we watch has come back, uh, the great food truck race on, uh, the food network, I believe. Um, so it's, uh, they, they put a, they, they get a bunch of people, uh, who've, n- who've never run a food truck before and give them brand new, they, they, they keep saying, we're going to give you a brand new food truck. I mean, I think what they should say is it's brand new to you. Uh, but they've got problems 
and um, congratulations. And then they they go around, they travel around and do uh, they do uh, challenges, and whoever makes the most money moves on or whatever. And this one, clearly, somebody, the host or the executive producer, wanted to go to Alaska because this one all takes place in Alaska, but it doesn't take place in Alaska during the summer when people are there. Instead. I'm guessing they shot this probably in October. So they keep pointing out how low the temperature is while they're trying to do all of this stuff. So now it's food truck versus nature. Like uh, anyway, um, we're watching it. The great food truck race. I was thinking that maybe this was RuPaul's food truck race where these people get the trucks and then they dress them up and put makeup on and extra wigs and, you know, cinch and uh, I don't know. Pat it. They pat it. They, they pat it. it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You... you know, you know, the other way to look about think about this is in, instead of it being a cooking, instead of it being a cooking, a cooking competition show that happens to take place in food trucks, it could also be the newest version of the cannonball run. But instead of using Ferraris and Lamborghinis, everybody just gets in big food trucks. They See, have, that's Yeah. And just driving across the country, trying to get across as fast as they possibly can, while also serving delicious kimchi out of the back of the truck. <laughs> See, I have not watched this show, and you put this title in the rundown, and I went, huh, 24 Hours of Le Mans? I, I, I don't know. It's... Oh, that would be awesome, right? Like, like you just keep driving around, and then, and then you got to, you know. I mean, the one, yeah. Pit then stop, gotta... serve a Euro. Out you go. See, see, that's the difference, right? In most races, the car comes in so that the crew can service the car. In this one, the truck comes in to feed the crew, and then off you go again. And the, and the fun part is, is that you've got to be cooking while going around the banking of Daytona for 24 hours. I'm so tired. I can't make any more fries. You know what? I think we've got a hit <laughs> on our hands. This is a million dollar idea right here, man. I'm telling why, you. Why, why are, what, we, we need to not put this on the podcast and we need to start, well, we need a production company to start doing this. <laughs> oh. Oh. So uh, what did you learn this week? We moved into our house a little more than four years ago. When we did, we put a new TV down in the basement. Bought a new TV from Best Buy. It's really nice. Yeah, it's crystal clear when you watch Trubisky throw an interception. I mean, you can see the rotation on that ball. Sorry, too soon? Anyway, sorry, please continue. Hey, at least somebody caught it. The Go Bills. The um, This week, we went downstairs stairs just to watch something. I don't know. Well, we went downstairs to watch basketball and then we were done watching basketball. So we were going to jump over and watch something else like perhaps RuPaul, which we're watching on Paramount plus. I went to load the CBS app and it said, Oh, this app doesn't work anymore. You need to load the Paramount plus app. Nope. This TV doesn't have the Paramount plus app. It's a smart TV. Not so smart. Doesn't have the Paramount Plus app. So I get on the horn and I call Samsung support. Yeah, no, that that, that TV's too old. It's four and a half years old. 
that TV's too old and it's not going to. And and you're not asking for it to do like surrounds like surround sound. Nope. Or can you give me like ultra high definition? You're literally saying the thing that's plugged into the internet, can you put an app on the TV to replace an app that is already there? Right. Can't possibly do that. Every other Samsung TV that I have in my house has the app. Frankly, automatically updated itself. The one in the living room, automatically updated. Boom, it was just there from one day to the next. CBS to Paramount. I didn't even have to do anything. For a while, it had the same problem with Hulu. Now, eventually, it does now run Hulu Live. But for the longest time, it just ran the version of Hulu that played the on-demand stuff. Yep. Mm -hmm. Even though I was paying for the live stuff and could get it on the live stuff everywhere else in the house. So um, what else couldn't I? Oh, Apple TV. Wouldn't load Apple TV. Has never, frankly, has never loaded Apple TV. So I I, I get on the internet and I start looking at Roku's. Because if I put a Roku on it, I can load anything I want. And I can just run everything. Including Tubi. Including Tubi. So then I started looking at Roku soundbars. Because it would be really nice to have a soundbar down there, right? Um, I mean, I've got an older soundbar down there. But I could move it to a different TV and get a new soundbar that's the Roku version that's got it all built in. And that that would be, okay. So I'm looking at that. And that's about a hundred and... $29. $29. Well, the upgrade one's $150. And, and da, da, da. I'm like, you know, what's already sitting on the console below the TV is Lucas's PS4, you, which is, do you, know what a, do you know what a PS4 can run? Apps. All of that. <laughs> All of that. So I fired it up. I figured out uh, at one point I had a PS4 account log in, whatnot, figured out what the password was, reset it, logged in, loaded every single one of those apps. And I now have a new state. It's, it's a PS4, so it's not exactly state of the art, but it's it's good enough for me to watch anything that I want to off of the PS4. And I texted Lucas this. He's like, well, it's nice that it's actually getting some use. And I learned all of that. Plus, using a PS4 controller as a remote control. I was going to ask about that, actually. Yeah, I had some questions. <laughs> I learned that's very, very difficult. <laughs> oh, you oh you want to watch you want to watch Paramount? Oh, that circle, square, triangle, triangle, L two, L three, um, uh, left joystick, R two, uh, PS button. How do you not remember that? That it's just that easy. It's just that easy. Seriously, that you're not. This this is intuitive you, navigation. And you were only slightly exaggerating for effect there. Let's just <laughs> let's just clear that up. Oh, so so here's here's, here's the other thing I was just thinking of is <clears throat> here's how that conversation could also go. Hey, how do I get into HBO Max? Okay, you know you know the move in Call of Duty when you jump, 
roll, pop back up, go into a combat crouch, scope, and fire. It's that, but from the main screen. What? Why are you looking at me that way? I assumed you knew. (laughs) It's the same combination. (laughs) That works. (laughs) How about you? What did you learn? So here's something fun. Um, In addition to all the other work that is or is not going on in my yard, I decided that I needed to do some work on the the, uh, in-ground irrigation system. I I have. Yeah. Yes. So <laughs> to water your fake grass. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yes, yes and. Um <laughs> okay. <laughs> there is some water that's going to near going towards the fake grass to help combat the smell. Um oh. <laughs> but but I'm also we're also putting Worthwhile. in some more we're also putting in some more plants and parts of the you know some some other we're extending where the plants going so I need to extend the uh, extend the irrigation system etc cetera, etc cetera. so even if you put in water wise plants you still yeah well and if you water the fake grass that can cool it down enough so that your dogs can walk on it when it's 125 degrees out and not burn their little paws that's true but now what you've just pointed out to me is that's true, which will then lead to them using it more, which will lead to more smell. Oh, I may have just created a vicious cycle. That's okay. A, I got to think a, about this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, Sorry. So I have an existing system going through the backyard. I dig that up, dig up some of it, and then I got to go buy some adapters. I got to cut into it. And this this is, uh, instead of being rigid pipe, this is flexible black poly pipe. And what I learned while going to get stuff to tie into my existing system, I learned a couple of things about this black flexible poly pipe. Number one, it comes in two sizes measured by the outside diameter of the tube. One of the sizes is 0.700 inches. So seven-tenths of an inch is the outside diameter. The other one is 0.710. It is one one-hundredths of an inch bigger than the other size. There's only two sizes, and they are a hundredth of an inch apart. Seriously, who decided this is a good idea? Somebody who was making somebody who was making polypipe and somebody else went, we can improve on that. You know what? This one's going to go. It's a hundredth of an inch bigger. Here's the second thing I learned. Do you know how to tell them apart? Sometimes a blue stripe is printed on the 0.710 pipe. Some wait, sometimes some manufacturers put a blue stripe on the bigger pipe. And by bigger, I mean one one hundredth of an inch in bigger in diameter. Im- imperceptible to the naked eye. Yes. True? Yes. But perceptible to the because the, this carries pressurized water, so when you cut it and you put a joint in, all of the joints, they don't get any, because um, it's flexible, there's no cement. 
it is all held together with just friction. So if you have a 0.710 connection and put a 0.700 pipe into it, not immediately, but eventually you will no longer have a watertight connection. What you will have is a small version of what the Bellagio has out front. But it won't happen immediately, and it could take a couple of weeks well after you've buried it in your yard. On the other hand, at that point, it will no longer be buried. So it's very important for you to know exactly the diameter of pipe that you have buried in your yard. However, not all of the pipe has the blue stripe on it. So then it says other manufacturers print the diameter directly on the hose on the pipe, but not all. So I have some flexible black pipe buried in my yard that goes to hooking up a number of sprinkler drip systems and all of this that has no markings. (laughs) No stripes? No stripes. And I have to tell whether it is a hundredth of an inch bigger or smaller by looking at it so I know what fittings to go buy. Oh, and by the way, if you buy the wrong kind, which I did, and you put it on the pipe, (laughs) spoiler alert, (laughs) which I did, even if you get the big compression, the, the big fitting for the small pipe, it won't stay watertight but you can't remove it. So the only way to get that off is to take the the pipe cutter and cut that section of the pipe off and then try another fitting. You do that too many times, you're going to need to more some more pipe. (laughs) So anyway, I would like to thank the, um, the uh, irrigation industry for making two sizes of pipes completely indistinguishable for each other. A hundredth of an inch, apart for reasons that nobody can explain and not making any standards around it whatsoever. Uh, That was a good use of multiple trips to Home Depot. So there you go. Music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. It's available on Incompetech.com under a Creative Commons attribution license. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd anywhere you get your pods. Just search Talking in the number two, no G, no space. If you don't like the one you're listening to, try Overcast or Apple Podcast or Spotify and even Podbean. We have a page on Facebook. You can also check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can tweet at us at TalkingToTodd.com. As Todd referenced earlier in the show, you can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. You can uh, join us on our corporate retreat at the Tuba City Home Office coming up just as soon as we all get vaccinated. The website is TalkingToTodd.com. Thanks to our listeners. We hope you enjoyed this week. I know 
we enjoyed this week so much more than we did last week. So hopefully you enjoyed it. So tell your friends. Send us your feedback. Feedback at talkingtotod.com. Todd? <laughs> I have six more jokes that I would like to make in reference to jokes that we've made earlier that are never, ever going to air. <laughs> So I'm going to write them down and I'm going to send them on a postcard and mail them to you. Do those jokes have anything to do with laying pipe? Amongst other things. Yes. (laughs) Oh, on that note, we've been talking to Todd. It's just too it's just too bad that RuPaul's drag trucks is never gonna air. I yeah, I don't know. You know, Ru's looking at expanding his empire. Um that could be something. <laughs> <laughs>